Hey guys, this episode of Dual Tanks was recorded after episode 46 or 47, something like that. We mentioned it in the episode. Uh, it's a little different from our normal episode. It was just a conversation that uh, we happened to record. Uh, Kane had received some news that um, someone he had known for most of his life had passed away. And uh, we turned on the mics and we just started talking about uh, death and what it means to be alive and all, you know, how people interpret death and all that sort of stuff. So this is a little bit of a downer episode. We got some laughs in there, but, uh, you know, maybe it wasn't as appropriate to make as many jokes as we normally would. But uh, we're throwing this up to lube up your ear holes for episode 50. Uh, 50 will be a three-parter, probably release all at the same time. Um, but anyways, enjoy the episode. And drink some Gilgamesh beer. Gilgameshbrewing.com Um... So, anyways, well, just the prep. We already started this conversation. Are yeah. you recording? Yeah. Um, right after we re- uh, recorded uh, the forty-fifth episode of Duel of Taints, I got a call from my sister who had just gotten a call from my mom. My sister, who's actually in the same house, she's just upstairs, just let me know <laughs> that um, a lady I've known almost my entire life. She was my preschool teacher. We went to church with her. Um, she taught Sunday school class. I've, and I went to high school. Her daughter's my age. I went to high school with her. I know her daughter very well. Um, she had died in an accident today. And, Rhett, what was the question you posed to me? I just said, like, what is it exactly that goes through your mind when you receive news that someone you know has died? And how I answered that, it, it, it this might sound callous. Like you were saying, I mean, you'll say here in a few minutes, but it depends on the person. Some people... Well, I'm always sad. I'm always sad when someone I know, who I, who I guess who I know, knew and respected and liked or loved, died. I'm never like, oh fuck it, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But it's certain, like with, um, well, I can say her name, Barb Muller. Um, I've known her almost my entire life, and I'm, it's, it's still a shock because I literally found out about ten minutes ago, and um, still, but I'm not, I'm not crying yet, or I don't know if I don't even know if I will, and that's not because I don't have any special feelings for her or don't have any good memories or didn't like, I, I think she's a wonderful lady. I loved her, but it's just different. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a very weird, weird thing to know yeah. that a person you've known your almost your entire life is now gone, but they, but she, yet she wasn't, even though I knew her that long, she wasn't this monstrous, huge part of my life that I don't know if there's really that void. It's not like there's a void now, which mm-hmm. I, that might sound heartless, no. I mean, there's obviously a void to, like, her family. Well, see, the way I view it is, like, you could go the rest of your life just deluding yourself that she's just busy doing something else and that's yeah. why you're not going to see her. I mean, honestly, it's been a, it's been quite a while since I've seen her, but every time I do see her, you know, there's no, like, awkward you know, thing. It's always like, oh, hey, Barb. I mean, it's always very pleasant, very, like, we, we know each other. I've known her my entire life, so it's always very comfortable seeing her. Yeah. Um, But you were saying, like, now, 
what you were saying was really interesting about how explain to me like what your views are like how what do you feel when someone dies because what, what you were telling me before we pressed the record button was actually very <laughs> interesting it was actually a cool insight it's something i didn't really know about you well i was just saying like i sort of i always feel bad in these situations because like i don't feel like i'm the best emotionally equipped person like and what i was saying is that i sometimes come off as a very callous person in these situations and i think it's really because i don't know how to act and it almost comes off like sometimes is like i'm acting too much and then i feel like a dick like i'm pretending pretending to be sad and in reality is like i am sad but you just the emotion like like the urge to cry the urge just to be like dumbfoundedly devastated isn't there yeah yeah okay and what I was saying is, like, I sort of lived with this sort of, like, I, I don't want to say, like, it was my first thought and everything, waking up and going to bed, because I was a selfish little kid, but of course... You're, you're a kid. Yeah, but when I was a kid, you know, my mom was, was diagnosed with cancer, and I had to go live with my dad. And the same thing with my older brother, like, he went and moved in with our godparents, and my, I don't, I don't really remember what happened with my little brother, but we all sort of split up because my mom was really sick and uh and then when i grew up and was old enough to sort of realize like what that meant yeah. like i sort of lived with this constant fear of like losing my mom at any point yeah um and i think it sort of numbed me yeah. to that so then when i hear someone's died yeah and and, and in this situation i mean you you i don't know if you've ever met, ever met bar I and mean, bailey knows her really well too um. So I, I just don't want you. To, I don't want people to think you're coming off very callous, like you knew her no. too. Like, this is someone you know, you've probably heard the name, but I don't think you've ever even met. I honestly, I you may have talked about her. I may have heard stories, but I don't know her. Well, I, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is, like, she, I mean, we knew her very well. I mean, we liked her a lot, but she was not like a huge, you know, part of our life. Yeah. So it was. It wasn't. It it would. It wouldn't be like. Like the example, there was a time. Okay, um, someone I'm not related to, but who I love very much, Freddie Bosquez. There was a couple of years ago, uh, and we'll get into it on Thaddeus eventually. Um, there was a morning where I was told he had something happened to him, and they didn't know if he was alive or dead. And I went to the hospital. They said he was at. It was it was unclear to me even still when I first got there and talked to people like nurses if he was alive. So I spent about an hour and a half thinking he is probably dead. And that was devastating. Did you cry? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, that's been my best friend for at that point, 15, 16 years, 17 yeah. years. And, uh, but like in this situation, I've known Barb longer, but he, see, Freddie, Freddie is a huge part of my life. Whereas she is a very wonderful part of my life, but she's not like, not like Freddie or or uh, any or uncles or somebody who you know something like that. Yeah. So it, it's just it, it's different. Like I'm. Um, I mean, I'm sure. I'm honestly, I'd probably be the same way. And like, but like, I I don't think you're. And you, you said you you you're worried you come off callous. Yeah, a lot of times I feel bad because see I've never because you were there. Um. Well, we. Could say, I mean, I don't know why I'm, I, I I was just in debating in my head if I should say his name, but my my cousin Michael died uh not too long before you and w- bailey got married like me me and my wife and you and bailey got married only a couple months apart the same summer 
and Michael died pretty much a week and a half before you guys got married. Yeah, the weekend before. The weekend before. And I always say that in context. I mean, that's been about two a years year ago. A year and a half ago. It'll be two years at my... Yeah, so I mean, August. but it, it's, it, hasn't, it wasn't that long ago. And that was a person that you did know. Mm-hmm. Not super well, but you, I mean, you knew him, Bailey, Bailey, I mean, Bailey and him were same age. And while I didn't see you cry on that day, I could definitely tell, I didn't, I didn't get the callous, like, oh, he doesn't give a shit feeling. I could definitely tell, like, you were hurting too, or you were very sad. So I don't know, I don't know, that might, I think that part might be in your head because I didn't, well, I didn't, you didn't come off as callous at all. And same thing with my uncle Monty and my uncle David died. I never once got the feeling like, oh, Brett doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Maybe that's just because I know you very well. Well, and that's probably part of it. I mean, I definitely, like I said, I mean, most people who know me think of me as a fucking bleeding heart. Like, I'm a very emotional person. I, I, see, I don't, I don't think you're a very emotional person. Like, I don't think you, you don't wear your emotions on your sleeve. See, and that's, that's what that means. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting because I, I think one minute I'm, I'm super fucking happy. Then the next minute I can be very, um, sad melancholy and then the next instant i can be just frothing angry i experience a rainbow of emotions pretty regularly yeah and the thing is too i think part of it is that i don't really like that that much yeah so i think i sort of kind of go and like i said into this sort of just like middle ground and i don't think it's complacency or anything like that because i definitely like still feel things like in the in in the instance of you know, Michael, for example, like, I mean, I remember every detail about that very vividly. And I was saying though, specifically, I asked you like, what is like your first thought when you received? Oh yeah. It's still, it's usually, well, I mean, if my literal thought is would be holy shit. I mean, it's holy shit. That person's dead. The person I've known for X amount of years is dead. Well, and to me, that's like, before I get to the sadness, like I, my brain has to go through all these like computations and like weird processes like to me. And that's what I was, I guess I was sort of saying originally was that sometimes it it seems like maybe the way that I am, like maybe it's just that my brain isn't really like, I don't know if it's like, maybe I'm not accepting that a person has passed away or if I'm just like essentially like pretending that they didn't. And that's how I get on or like, I, I don't know. That's why I asked you because it's it's always a really confusing time for me when I find out that someone's died because on one hand I feel guilty that I don't have like the outward emotion. I don't that think a you should feel guilty have. because you don't come off as like you don't come off callous and yeah. yeah, while you're not bawling, but I'm not bawling either. And like I found out my uncle Monty died when I was at work and I was training somebody. Yeah, and. I could not, for safety's sake, because that person, the job we were doing was relatively dangerous, and the drive that we were doing was relatively dangerous, especially for a new driver. I could not allow myself to be distracted. So I, even though my uncle Monty, who obviously I've known my entire life and was a, you know, the closest thing I've had to a grandpa Miller, because my 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 dad's dad died when well before I was born. Yeah. Um, I I I couldn't cry. I still haven't cried. To this day, about my uncle Monty. Yeah. And so I mean, I. So I mean, I'm obviously that's different from what you're feeling. I'm saying, but like that could be conceived as callous in a sense. Yeah. But I don't think that is callous, and I don't think 
if you don't have the urge to if people handle emotions differently i mean so i don't i don't blame you for i don't think you're weird at all for not crying or not showing any kind of emotion outwardly yeah i mean you obviously i mean you don't you didn't know barb the the lady who just passed away but you don't seem like you don't come off as like oh you don't give a shit like you yeah. You don't come off disrespectful at all, so. Well, I don't want to be because, honestly, like, there's nothing more, like, frightening in this life than dying. Yeah. You know, at least, I mean, to me, that's something that seems terrifying. But, and I think that's part of my whole issue with it, too, is that I just, you know, and when I was really young, too, um, my mom was dating this guy. And I don't even know if this is appropriate for podcast talk or not. But well, this may never even be posted, but my, it's an uh, interesting conversation to have. My mom was in a relationship, and her house caught fire and burned down, and her boyfriend died in the fire. Yeah. And I was pretty young. I was, like, in second grade, and that was, like, my first encounter with death. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of weird. I didn't know what to feel because, on one hand, these people that were around me were devastated by it and sort of haunted by it. Yeah. But... It seemed like pretty far removed from my life. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I no, I get that. I mean, how well did you know him? Um, I mean, I mean, did you you knew him? I knew him. I mean, I didn't know because I was so young at the time. But apparently, like my mom and him were engaged. No, I don't know. I mean, but yeah, but you're you were also a second grade. I mean. I don't know. Well, so I, I guess like, and then it's the same thing though. Years later, when my, uh, you know, I guess essentially he's my stepfather, but when I when I was born, I didn't I didn't live with my biological father. I lived with my mo- my mom and her husband, um, who I grew up calling dad. And even up until he, I mean, even now I still call him like, oh, you know, you know, when I'm talking to my mom, I'm like, oh, you know, dad used to do that and. When I'm talking to my brother, oh, dad used to do this. Um, even though, you know, I guess he wasn't my dad. Yeah. But uh, but even when he passed away, it was like the same thing. I had this weird, I don't know. It's almost like, I don't want to say a disconnect because I don't want people to think that I just went into this like weird mute state where no. I was shocked or anything like that. But, you, I mean, you just kind of. But to me, what? like, I guess it's always been one of these things where it's like, oh, well, I can't stop, you know, I can't stop. So I sort of, I don't, I guess I put it on the back burner. Yeah. I mean, did you feel pain when, um, your stepdad, dad, whatever, whatever you want to call him doesn't matter. Um, but did you feel like, where, where was it? Number one, did, did you feel any kind of sadness or was it? It didn't sink in for a while. Cause he, but I think that's relatively normal, special for a kid. I was I, I was in high were, school. I was dating but Bailey. Still not, but you're still a kid. I mean that that, that thing that's relatively normal because you're not the first person. It's first person who, as a teenager, lost yeah. somebody close or somebody they knew very well and have and well, not really react like. And it was strange too because he went from living in Salem, where I could see him really regularly, to living out in John Day. Yeah. Out in Eastern Oregon, you know, and so visiting him or seeing him was an ordeal. It was a weekend experience. It was a week long experience. He would come, he would drive all the way out or you'd drive all the way out. Yeah. Um, and so when he died, I think 
like it was almost like my brain was just like oh well he's just gonna stay out on john day like permanently now you know what i mean like i I almost wonder if that's sort of subconsciously like what my brain did like rather than accepting that he's gone he's passed away my brain was just sort of like wait well you know that's almost a beautiful way to think of it in a sense instead of saying instead of dwelling on the fact like i will never see this person again you were you, you i don't know if this what you just said sounded like you were saying instead of feeling like feeling that like oh i'll never see this person again he's dead you're feeling like well he's over in john day that's cool i mean i'll, I'll never see, you wouldn't think i'll never see him again he's like okay but he's oh he's he's removed and gone that's almost like yeah, you so, could you could instead you could replace him being dead to him just moving away far away and yeah. he's gone yeah. not dead that's almost a beautiful way to look at like death in general though it's like that person's not dead they've just moved away yeah I don't know I if think, that's exactly what you're think, thinking or saying but that's actually kind of a cool way to think of it well and like I said like I don't I don't it's not a conscious thing that I do it's not a choice that I made that I'm going to think about it like that I just think it's what well my no body, I didn't what my mind has sort of learned to deal with this sort of stuff. And, and the thing is, is I, I didn't really realize the loss in my life until well later. Like I honestly, like it wasn't until maybe a year later that I, it just all of a sudden dawned on me. I was like, Holy fuck. And I was just like, why was I? So, I mean, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. I mean, you're still coming to terms with it. Maybe it takes you longer, but you're not dwelling on it. I mean, I I don't dwell on. So I guess is your question: Are you are you worried like you're that's not normal or something is wrong with you? Because I don't think anything's wrong with you or wrong with that or thinking that way. I guess I'm not worried that I'm not normal because honestly, I feel like I have a really really healthy acceptance with death. Like to me, like death is something that is we all do it. <laughs> like yeah, that's everyone. Everyone dies. I mean, it scares me a lot. Like, I don't want to die in a bad way. <laughs> I'm a coward, <laughs> but <laughs> you you know, I, I I fear death, but not. I don't fear me dying. I fear leaving my yeah kids without a dad, or leaving my kids untaken care of, or not taken yeah. care of. That's what I fear. Well, and you know, to me, I used to not be worried about leaving anybody behind. But, like, seeing with how Bailey copes with stuff like that, like, now I'm terrified about leaving her behind. It's like... Really? I, th- I thought she'd be glad to get rid of your ass. <laughs> she probably would be. She nah. moves on two days. <laughs> Thank God. She's married. Cody, I thought you were gay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I, I, but, I mean, that's... Uh, everyone everyone copes with shit different though. I don't know. It's just bizarre. And to me and it gets into a whole lot of like religious things too. Like I'm not a religious person at all, but Oh yeah, neither. And am a I. lot of people I don't know, like so many people are just like they live their life like afraid of death and in and in every like preventable way. Like I don't know, it's just weird to me. And to me it's just like I'm going to live my life like how I was before I was worried about dying constantly. Yeah. Like, and I don't worry about people dying. I never worry about someone I care about dying. Yeah. Like, I don't even, I don't ever think about it. Like, my grandma, she's in a retirement home. Like, she's getting, you know, she's, she's actually doing pretty well. 
Yeah. But for a while, she was on a downward path. Mm -hmm. And even then, I was never worried about losing her. I mean, I just, I knew one day she'd be gone. In the, but in your mind, maybe subconsciously, you weren't worrying about it because you knew when, if and when that day does or did, would come, you, your, you knew, you, your mind knew that your mind would basically be like, well, that, they've moved away kind of a deal. Yeah. They're not dead. They moved away. Like, it's almost like you're not accepting the fact they're dead, even though you kind of are. It's, I mean, that, I mean, I know that I'm never. I'm not saying you're not accepting. I'm saying I'm I'm saying like you're not. You choose not to view death as death, subconsciously or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've never. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm overanalyzing. And to me, honestly, like the thing, the thing that gets me emotional when I think about death, is thinking about how it impacts other people. (laughs) Like that's the that's the part that sometimes makes me feel fucked up. Is I, like, I have to think about how other people. Like, how it impacts them. Like, and I imagine myself sort of like a fly on the wall in their house when they think no one's there. And, like, how they're coping with it and how they're dealing with it. And and then the other thing is I imagine, honestly, like, what that person's, like, final moments were like. Yeah. And I, I do that with every everybody. Yeah. And I just imagine, you know, those last few instances. And it's never, I mean, I, it's never anything that I'm just, like, can't cope with it. But it's enough that it makes me feel very sad for people. Yeah. I mean, everyone. Yeah. You know, I read about someone dying in the newspaper, and all I and I just imagine. You know, even if it's just a split second of if split image, uh, you know, a split second image of. Of something, but that's like those are like the two only ways that I really like get choked up. Yeah. Well, no, it's still. I, I think that's acceptable and normal or at least not bizarre yeah i don't know i mean it does i mean it does definitely does suck but i mean it is tragic like i i hate seeing the you know kids not being able to grow up or parents leaving their families behind oh the worst funeral i've ever been to and that worst like oh it was so horribly like organized it was a beautiful ceremony the worst funeral i've ever been to was for a four-year-old boy who would uh, be had died. Um, Lisa's best friend, her little brother, um, long you know, kid, poor kid suffered. It's one of those. Th- it's one of those deals. You feel horrible for saying this, but it's like you wish he would have just died a lot sooner, so he didn't have to suffer. This poor kid just suffered for. It's interesting that we equate like death with like no more suffering. But the thing is, like, there's certain like- there's certain people I've known who've died, and. Well, I was sad they died. I was also it was the weirdest. It's a relief. Way. I was, I was almost glad because like I knew like that suffering is done. Yeah. And he was. I mean, his name was Gideon. Oh, he was a sweet kid. But oh, I mean, the poor kid. That kid suffered for over a year. Just unimaginable types of pain and. That's terrible. Oh, it was horrible. And I didn't know. I mean, I, I met. I knew the kid. I didn't know him very well. And that's another thing. I always felt weird about like. I never went and visited him all that much because I didn't know him and he didn't really know me. Yeah. Like, why waste his time or, frankly, my time? Yeah. I mean, who who's it going to help if a kid... A kid I, I mean, I felt horrible for the kid. I certainly would never wish that on him. But it's like, he didn't know me. He doesn't... I mean, me being there does helps him out zero. Yeah. Whereas if Lisa goes, he enjoys Lisa, loves Lisa... 
wants to see Lisa, that's perfectly fine for her to go. But if I was to go, that's like, I'd just be like, he'd be like, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah. You're harshening my buzz. You know, I mean, <laughs> so I'd be like, that was the worst funeral. I mean, just a little kid. That's the worst funeral I've ever been to. Yeah. Beautiful ceremony, but it just, it just sucked. Because, I mean. Well, the, no one is. There's no way for anybody to be in like a positive headspace when a kid dies. Oh no. It's... You know, like when when adults die in my book like to me it's just like one of these things, and I've always been this way I think it's just like well they lived. You know, that's that's the thing. Like when yeah. I go to an adult funeral it's like yeah. they didn't die, they lived. Yeah. You know, that's a I good mean? way. Like, that's a good, another good way. And sh- but like a, like another person, my uncle Marcel, who is the last remaining member of the my grandpa's generation. Yeah. And he passed away. While sad, I was, I was more sad not at his passing because I mean he was, he was old. older dude. He had been lived an entire life. I mean World War Two vet. He'd seen some shit. Sweethearted guy. Lived a lot of life. Really good life. Really cool guy. But he had been suffering for a while. I mean just downward spiral. I was more sad at the fact like that's the last of my grandpa's generation. Yeah, that was the closest thing I had left to my grandpa, and he looked just like my grandpa and sounded very similar. So it. That almost that almost seems selfish to me, that I, I felt that way. Yeah. But it's, it's more of a. I almost felt better for him because he had lost his wife the year year prior, wife of like sixty years. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know. I mean, sometimes death isn't a horrible thing. It's like you get to end, you can end some suffering. It's sad, especially when you, the people you love go. I'm not glad he died or anyone else died. I'm not glad at all. But it's also it's like, you know. You don't have like, any more chances to fuck up your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's more of a, you know, it's like, you know. Just quit while you're ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you know, like, well, they, he lived a good life. And if there is a heaven, I hope there is. Uh, that guy certainly got in. And he was a cool dude. Good, good guy, too. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, it's hard to feel, it's hard to feel bad that they died when they knew they lived such a good life. It's like, well, you know, I mean. He he lived life right. That was one guy that like fuck. That guy had it figured out. Yeah. Whereas like Michael or the or Gideon, like fuck they're that that su- I mean, that sucks more than that because they didn't get. They're just starting to that point. Yeah. And I don't know, and Barb. Yeah, I'd, I don't know quite a thing of that one yet. I mean, it's I'm I'm still like holy shit. This now this I've got I'm. I feel like I'm coming off as a callous asshole or, or no. selfish. I'm equating right now I mean, what I'm like feeling. It seems like you're getting choked up right now. Huh? It seems like you're getting choked yeah, up. Yeah, right but now. I'm also, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm almost equating her death, and this sounds so bad, but I'm almost equating her death to Robin Williams. And let me explain. Like, Robin Williams is someone I've admired and loved his work, enjoyed his movies, thought he's the funniest person to ever live, you know, but. His life had real no effect on my life. Yeah. And while, yeah, Barb, I, I've known a long time. She's my preschool teacher. But for the past 10 years, her sh- she has had no real effect on my life. Other than that, when I see her, it's nice to see her. But it's not like yeah. if she was to go on a vacation, it, would, it wouldn't mean anything to me. Or if, you know, I, you know, it's just like one of those things, like, she has no effect on my life. So it's like, it's almost like kind of like that, like. It's almost like when Ron Williams died, it's like, oh, shit, that really sucks. That's sad. That's a person I really admired. Yeah. Same thing. It's been around your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with her. It's kind of, that's the kind of deal. Yeah. 
Oh, fuck. I know, sometimes I feel a little shitty that I did get a little choked up when Robin Williams died, like when I heard about it. It probably didn't help that they played, like, really sappy music, like, right after. Yeah. And then I was like, why? But. But then, I mean, he's probably one of the few celebrities that could really do that. I'll probably never get choked up about a celebrity again. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's one of the few celebrities that probably could do that for anybody. That could truly choke somebody up. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I was just curious. I mean, I saw you over there, and I wasn't sure what happened, but just from your reaction, I knew that... Well, yeah, Bailey just texted me. Oh, anytime I get a call at past 11 at night, I just was like, fuck. And it seems like it's happened so many times this, these past couple of years. I mean, you know. I mean, you're, yeah. you're in this family, you know. Yeah. You have this family this large. At a certain point, they're going to start dropping like flies, and that's what, yeah. that's what my family's been going through. And plus with Lisa's family, I mean, ugh. I know, you know, it's and it's kind of a weird thing, and maybe my outlook on death too is is sort of shaped by the fact that I've had such little exposure to it, like at a young age. Like, I didn't have to experience a grandparent passing away. Um, I've experienced it twice. You know, and I think that's a lot of people's first brush with death. Is yeah, it usually is. Um, mine wasn't like my biological grandmother on my paternal on my maternal side uh, was had passed away before I was born. Yeah. Um, and I, and my grandpa's current wife, I call her grandma and she's still alive. Um, and then my paternal grandmother has been single my entire life. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, her, my dad's father passed away, decades ago yeah and i you know saying that my dad's dad died in 1970 something yeah well before i was born so it's like i yeah my first real experience losing somebody i knew was my grandpa already and i was a senior in high school i, I mean i knew other people who had died but like as far like close like yeah. as close as the first time and then my grandma my my, my dad's mom died shortly after that yeah and then we went a little while without another death, and then all of a sudden we've hit a fucking horrible streak. Lost four uncles, a couple aunts, <coughs> great aunt. I mean, two uncles, a couple great uncles, a couple great aunts, a cousin, uh, my wife's grandmother. All in the last three years. My wife's best friend's little brother. I mean, my. My wife pretty much looked at the kid as her little brother, so it's like it was just something in the water. Uh, fuck. It, yeah, well, huge families. It's. I mean, they're gonna. Well, and it helps too that you guys are all involved with each other. I mean, I have just as many relatives, apparently. Well, you know, I mean, I have great uncles and great aunts. But yeah. Like if they died, I honestly probably wouldn't even be aware of it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's just interesting, and and it's weird because death's one of those things that like happens to everybody. And, like, literally just as many people that have ever been alive, there will be just as many deaths. Like, there have been uncountable trillions of people throughout history, and they've all died. Mm. Um, And it's going to happen to you and me. And it's just a weird thing. I think about it a lot. I think about how I need, like, how I should act. (laughs) I I think about what I think. I wouldn't even worry about it, dude. Just feel what you feel, and and just, like, whatever it is, it is. Yeah. I mean, if you don't 
feel the urge to ball. Obviously, don't fake it. And don't get down and well, ball. I'm, not, I'm never gonna fake it. Like that's the most. But as I'm saying, I feel like, like that's the most disrespectful but thing. I, I wouldn't even worry about it. I mean, just feel what you feel. To me, I mean, I don't, you know I me. Mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty blunt person. And I I can honestly say I've never once. You've never, especially the past three years with all these death deaths in the family, you've never once come off as callous. To me, well, I, I, I haven't to talked be. to anybody who thought you had. I mean, like I said, I think I feel like I'm a really like deeply emotional person, but I just feel like this is the one facet that maybe people might think I'm callous, and I don't, I don't know. It's, I just don't. Who who has anyone said that you were? No, oh. I I don't think you are. Yeah. I just, um, I don't know. I, it makes me a little self-conscious, you know. Um, I don't know, it's interesting. And I feel like, and I just feel like a lot of, and I feel like a lot of people's, like, fear and anxiety about death, like, stems from their, like, religious beliefs. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, like, worry about, like, what if that, what if this person didn't make it to heaven? What if the, it's like, what the fuck? Like, why would you worry about that? Yeah. Like, like if God's real, like, everyone's in heaven. Like, God is not going to play favorites. Like, why would he? That's fucked up. Mm. Like, parents don't have favorites. Well, they do, but... <laughs> yeah, some do. <clears throat> but, I mean, it's like, if it came down to you to give your children literally, like, everything. Give them paradise. Like, you're not going to pick and choose which one of your children gets it. Are you? No, no. I mean, even even if, like, let's say you guys have ten more kids and one of them ends up being a murderer, kills a dozen people on purpose, you're still not going to, like, withhold any sort of... Like, that's still your child. Yeah, but I mean, they, they would definitely they would be privileges and they would not get. I mean, like, if I was a billion... If I, was a billionaire, but then out of my twelve kids, one of them was a axe murderer. Eh, he's not going to get much of an inheritance. Well, fine, that totally pokes. I'm not going to. I'm not. It's not like I. I mean, yeah, your, your your child's your child. I'd love my kids no matter what, but then I'd not like they certain things that you know. Yeah. If they, but that, that's an extreme example. I. I a lot if of one, people... I swear to God, if one of my kids becomes an ex-murderer, I'm blaming you. <laughs> they listen to this podcast and are like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I have those feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just always Fuck say... Fuck you, Dad! Because I, I always say, like, a lot of people are like, what if they didn't make it to heaven? I'm like, look, if you believe in God, then everybody is in heaven. I feel like that's the only way, like, to reconcile, like, an afterlife that is... An, an afterlife that's supposed to be anything that's resembled in the Bible and... You're and a god. See, I really don't even believe too much of what the Bible says about heaven or hell or God. I mean, as far as I was half the time, I think I wonder if the life we live here on Earth is the hell, yeah, or purgatory, whatever you want to call it, and we just have to get through it to get to the good stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, I kind of hope that is. And a lot of people criticize me because they say, "Well, there's no way that I'm going to go to heaven and Hitler's going to be there." I was like, "Well, I don't know." I would bet that you're probably wrong, but assuming that's just Hit me. Assuming Hitler is actually dead. R exactly. You're <laughs> right, because you're going to be dead before Hitler. <laughs> and then I... And then I... <laughs> right as I'm All talking, of a sudden, I'm we're at Morse into Hitler. Hell, <laughs> <I'll> Hitler! 
Oh, man. I have to kill them to maintain my secret identity. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Wait. You look really good for someone who's like 108 years old. I was going to try and oh, wait, do no. a Hitler, Hitler If Hitler was, let's say Hitler would be alive today, I think he'd be actually like 130. Gee, yeah, you're right. He'd I was going to try and do a Hitler accent. He'd be accent. insanely old. I was going to try and do a Hitler accent, and they're like, there's no way Hitler's going to be in heaven when I'm there. And then my Hitler accent was like, you're right. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Nine. Uh, who's Vaden? I can't. I don't know German. Why did I? Uh, he was born 1889. So. Wow. He'd be, be 126 years old. Oh, yeah. You're 120. Right. Yeah, he ain't alive. You don't know that. I don't know. I don't know, man. What do you want to do with this 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 recording? I'm I'm pretty much done, but like do we wanna post this as a not canon, not in the forty not in the numeral, but we can do like a very Yeah somber episode yeah. or title of something, just have it it's just not canon. Doesn't count as a true dual dance or title it something different or Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I just think it's um, I think it's important for people to realize that everyone deals with loss in their own way. And that's the only reason I asked you. I didn't mean to be intrusive. I just I'm no. That's a good question. I, I was just in shock. Like I said, like I I always think about what people must be thinking or feeling when they hear that they've lost someone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Fucking sad. You want to see me? You want to see me tear up? All I gotta do is, is uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna say something that was like real, but I feel like the moment passed. Yeah. I don't know, but we'll put it up. It'll be dual of taints. I don't think it should be. A, it's not really a dual of taints. It'll be. It can be dual of taints, but it's got to be. It can't be. In the numerical canon. Yeah, I was thinking about just like Duel of Tanks and then giving it like a special title. Maybe, oh, maybe we can, like some podcasts, like uh, have like special like podcasts within the podcast. Like my example being, Tom Steve Dave has Space Monkeys. This could be the first episode of Duel of Fakes. <laughs> no, I don't know if this is a good one for that. Oh no, joke titles don't work <laughs> when you're talking about something so serious. Well. No, I... <laughs> just do a fakes and we're talking about like am I really callous or really feel that I mean, it's just like ah! yeah, no, it sounds like duel of you kind of sound like you're callous now oh <laughs> yeah. uh, we can call it I don't know it doesn't even have to have the word duel in it it could be like duel of taints presents on death a look at death on living duel of taints on living Duel of Taints. Oh, maybe we can show like a taboo. Ooh, excuse me. It's like a taboo where we like special, really like taboo subjects. Like if we really wanted to get in depth about pedophilia, <laughs> we could, it could be a special. You know, and I have to say too, the fact that you said it's taboo made me re remember part of like my guilt over a lot of the issue is that it's like, and I almost feel like you're not allowed to think you know like uh, like I, and I that's the thing I almost feel like people when someone dies you get locked into this mode of like 
I, I don't want to say it's like you can only say good things about them. Yeah. Because that's not what I mean. And that makes me sound dick. Like, you only can say good things about someone who's passed away. It's like... No. Uh, wait, is, that's not necessarily true, but maybe... It, you I mean... When someone dies, you should be mindful and respectful of their loved ones' feelings, like their loved ones' feelings. What I almost think... But there, there's someone who's died in... That I've... What I almost think uh, isn't that you can only say good things about them. Maybe, maybe what I'm trying to say is that it's like when someone passes away, it's like you can only even just, you, you can only even think good things about them. And if you don't, you feel guilty. Yeah, that's probably a part of it. I mean, but no... There's been a person and I'm trying to figure out the best way to explain this without saying names. And it's mostly based on legality person, not necessarily in my life, but who through what's the word fuck um, through association is a part of my life who died and things have come to light. I have some good things to say about the person. And I have some bad things to say about the person. Yeah. And just because they're dead doesn't mean they were automatically a saint. saint yeah. Um, I definitely don't. I, I did not wish for this person to die. And I definitely didn't wish for this person to die in the manner that they did. But I definitely don't want to sit back and be like, oh, everything's okay. They lived a perfect life when I know for a fact now because of... I'm dancing around it. I, mostly because, I mean, again, legality issues. I, yeah, that's fine. I, I gotta be careful. That's fine. And feelings of certain people. Like, um, the, the consequences of their actions, um, their responsibilities have now fallen onto my family, specifically my wife and I, and my, but more especially my wife's family her mom and dad the responsibilities of this person has fallen onto them and i've seen firsthand that the the actions of this person who passed away what her actions shit <laughs> their actions <laughs> you're fucking terrible at this. i know i'm, I'm so i'm saying I'm, i've been up for almost yeah i know hours. um and this is gonna be like a short thing and we're already at a full length I, know. <laughs> I, basically, I mean I know things about this person now that I know that they, while they definitely didn't deserve what they got, they weren't amazing. They was not an amazing person. But that doesn't mean they, they couldn't have been, you know, yeah. or they, they weren't once amazing person. And that, that's the thing you got to remember. Sometimes you can't mourn for the person that died. You have to mourn for the person who that person was at one time, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, and I agree with that. And then, I guess that's where it comes up, like when you say nice things about somebody. I'm not concerned that I like. You almost only, have to. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm not concerned that I'm only saying nice things with people and feel like I have to. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. It's almost like. I don't know, and I don't. I don't know how to articulate it or put it into words. Oh, I, but. We're so, we're both so goddamn tired. I think. I mean, it's articulation is. I guess that's part of it. Is like I I feel bad that i'm not as overcome with you know sorrow as other people are i feel bad that and i i don't i don't know i to me you don't come off as callous to me everybody handles something different well i appreciate that 
And I don't. Because I'm not. You know, I feel like anybody who knows me, like I said before, like... Well, I'm it's not, not like... I'm not like a fucking... I don't know. But it's not like... I mean, uh, I cried during Interstellar both times I saw it. Right. <laughs> so... But I mean, maybe... But maybe... Maybe that's where you get, like, a lot of emotions growing up. Maybe maybe that makes more sense that you feel more emotion for movies or TV shows or whatever as maybe you growing up could relate more to those than you could, say, a grandmother or somebody who died. I mean, or a family, or people you knew. Maybe that, that you related better or you got more enjoyment out of that out of TV shows or movies than you did real life. And that, that's a very general thing. I'm not accusing or, or asking. I'm no. saying, but as a kid, that's, that's generally true for most kids is they get a lot of enjoyment out of inter- entertainment stuff, be it TV, video games, movies, whatever, or books, whatever. doesn't matter. And maybe like, that's just something that your subconscious just never really moved on from is like, that's where, that's what you relate to better than maybe real people. You know, though, I never cried at a movie or anything until I was in high school. Like, almost in a Okay, then I kind of shoot my theory down to shit, but... I remember the first movie I cried to. What movie? Click. With Adam Sandler. fucking Adam Sandler movie? Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. There's a really emotional scene where he goes back and relives his last moment with his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was actually pretty sad. Yeah, it fucking made me cry. Then after that, I'd seen the movie a hundred times, but after that, I watched... October Sky. Oh. That movie made me cry. <laughs> and ever since then, it's like I can't even help it. I cry during movies a lot. <laughs> but, like... I'm not, like, sobbing or anything. Well, I know. But, I mean, like, you just brought up two movies where both main characters had daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 maybe that's just... No, and I've said it to Bailey a hundred times. I said, uh, movies with, like, sons reconciling with their fathers. <laughs> but, like, but, yeah, and maybe we're getting too personal, and, and feel free to stop recording. I just... No, I don't I really... thought you were getting another stop recording. I'm like, oh, man, I really hit a nerve. No, we're done. <laughs> but, like, I know, we but crossed I know the you line, were, finally. You, I know you didn't have the relationship with your dad that I had, and I'm not saying you should have, you know, yeah, no. growing up. I'm just saying, but maybe there was... You went for a while without... N- really even knowing your actual dad growing up, right? I feel like I've always known him, but the difference that I feel like that... But he wasn't always... Okay, let me rephrase that. I didn't phrase that right. He wasn't always dad. Like, he wasn't always the number one male figure in your life. Is that not... Well, maybe that's not fair either. Maybe I'm butchering my point. It is, but... You know, it's like we didn't have... Like, my relationship with my dad growing up was polar opposite of the relationship still on the good side like yeah. it wasn't a bad relationship oh i don't think i'm a, i don't i'm sorry i don't mean to like i don't no, mean I, know. Come I, don't off, I thought their, you had a bad relationship with your dad i just don't want their people to misunderstand like no i'm sorry but for as that. far as like I, as far I, I as positive relationships with your father goes mine was the opposite of yours that you had with your dad but still on the good side of the spectrum still on the good side of the spectrum. yeah no yeah and i'm sorry i, I didn't mean to suggest that you had bad relationships i just thought maybe no, I I know you didn't. I was clarifying for the listener. Yeah, that's I mean, I'm sorry I didn't make that cl- more clarified because I've I've seen you with your dad. It seems like a perfectly fine, healthy relationship. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't see any awkwardness or like God, I hate your dad. You ruined me. Or, no, my son's a fuck up. Yeah, I don't. See, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't see dad. any of that. <laughs> I just don't see a real. But on the flip side, of that, I don't see a real closeness. There's not a lot of 
And when I say closest, I mean you got. I, I, me and my dad are, we're huggy feelings. So I, we we hug each other a lot. You know, we tell each other, "Yeah, I love you." You, you and your dad don't seem to have that type of relationship. Not that you don't love each other. It's just that you don't. You're I, not really the huggy feely type of father son. Yeah, honestly, like I don't like I. The last time I hugged my dad was I was a kid. I was probably like six. Yes, and that is the direct opposite of my me and my dad. Yeah, I'm not necessarily bad. No, it's just that, but that's the type of relationship. That's your you that's your have. dynamic. But do you think subconsciously maybe you wanted a different type of relationship, and that's why no honestly, movies with daddy like, issues make you cry? No, honestly, part of it, the relationship that I have with my dad, is my fault. Like. It's really confusing, and I try to tell people this all the time, but they don't quite understand it. But it's really confusing when you grow up with someone who you learn to call dad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have to go live with someone else. And I didn't understand that. Like, I didn't understand that he was my real dad. Yeah, but that's not your, that's not your fault, though. But that's the problem. Is like, I thought I had it. I thought my real dad, like, I wasn't living with my real dad. Yeah, that's not your fault. But that's what I'm saying, like... But you say it's your fault that you have this fracture, or this odd relationship with your dad quote unquote like i remember trying to call my dad by the by the name dad one time and it sounded weird and i never called him it again but you refer to him as your dad all the time yeah i started doing that as an adult <laughs> yeah but i mean you still refer uh, it doesn't matter when you started but you, the point yeah. is you 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 refer to him as your dad yeah he's my dad and it, it but doesn't I never sound call him dad i know but it doesn't sound forced to refer to him it says it's just odd that you can't call him dad just was weird i remember specifically the exact moment i remember where i was living i remember what i was doing i was uh six years old seven years old and i try. i was like hey dad and he's like what i was like never mind david <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, I, this one, that's, I mean, it's, that's foreign to me in the sense that I've, I've never, I don't call my dad Cole or Alan. Yeah. My dad, had, his name is Cole Alan Miller, but like, depending who you are, you'll call him Cole or Alan. So, I mean, that's why, but um, that's foreign to me, but that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily sound unhealthy to call your, you know, if that's what your guys' dynamic is, that's what the dynamic is. Yeah. I don't necessarily think. I don't think it's unhealthy in any way. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it is either. It's just it's it's foreign to me, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Honestly, I feel like, I mean, a lot of people kind of criticize me for the relationship I have and the way I am. But honestly, I feel like it's forged me into like an independent person. Like I'm really independent. Like I rarely ever ask for help on things. Yeah. Um. If there's something I don't know how to do, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll learn how to do it either by trial and error or I'll look up how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've just – I've never needed – and that's the other thing though too. I've never needed my parents' approval. Like, I've never felt like I – That would be different for me because I desperately want my parents' approval <laughs> on everything. Sorry I laughed could, at that. Can, can, I, can, I take, can I take a shit now, Dad? <laughs> Am I shitting right? <laughs> You're 29 years old. What the fuck's wrong with you? Are my you? turds as big as yours, Dad? <laughs> Are you proud of my turds? <laughs> I had to flush three times. <laughs> does it smell like yours, Dad? Please tell me it, it does. Stinks. <laughs> it stinks. I just, I've never ever felt like, I've never ever felt like I've needed my parents' approval. And further, 
uh, and this goes to show you, like, I do have awkward relationships with family because of this. Like, I actually don't even really, like, keep my... Like, it sucks because my mom really wants to be kept up to date in the goings-on of my life. But sometimes I feel like I purposely don't update her because it's, like, weird to talk about the things that I'm into or the things that I'm doing or the yeah. things that I... Like, I almost never told her about band stuff when I was doing, like, the True Vine or Monstratic stuff. Like... Yeah. Like, I don't th even really think my parents understood that, like, we, you and I, like, got into a van and, like, drove around and played shows, yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Traveled 300 miles just to play to eight people. <laughs> you know, yeah, man. Like, I oh, remember, just... like, I was, I remember that I was, was I still at home? I don't know. Like, I just remember, like, one time telling my dad, like, oh, yeah, me and Kane are going down to California to play some music. He's like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah, so I'll be gone for the weekend. Okay. So, like, it's just your guys' dynamic, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's not it's bad. It's just what it, it is what it is, I guess. You know, it's not necessarily something to, to try to change or worry about. It, well, I wouldn't it, change it. I no, mean, I'm, I'm just saying it's not something to really worry or change. It's just, it is what it is. And I guess I... It I, seems I, to be working, so yeah. what, don't... I guess I just bring it up in hopes that make people understand not that any of our listeners need to understand any of this yeah. but <laughs> well, it's like yeah I, I mean i get i don't fully understand that but that's because i me and my parents have a totally different relationship yeah and not and i don't i don't want to sound like my relationship's better or, no it's just a it's different, different. Relationship. it's, it's different. your guys's relationship yeah it's our relationship like i mean honestly like i wouldn't trade my relationship with my dad for another one that'd be dumb like, I still admire my dad. I look up to him. I just, uh, it's just different. I, I don't know. I mean, I respect him. Well, so, I mean, then, then somebody did something right, if you mean, sounds, I mean, you like your dad, have no problem with your dad, respect your dad, enjoy being around your dad, at least yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I love bullshit. And I'm dad. assuming it's the feelings mutual with him. He has no problem with, I mean, then I, there's nothing really wrong with that, and sounds like that sounds like a healthy relationship to me. Yeah, it just you go about it a different way, but not a bad way. So I, I don't know. It's just, it's foreign to me. That's because I was. It's just different. It's just different dynamics. Well, and it's interesting because like where you and your family like actively try to figure out your relations to each other. Like you guys will sit there and you're like. Well, that's the third cousin on the, you know, side of this and that, and they married this person, and they did this, and they had three kids, and this kid, blah, 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 and this kid did, and then the dog walker of this kid did this, and then, you know, and it's like... And then somebody fucked the mailman, and what the fuck? <laughs> like, I've never had that, like, with, with my family. Yeah. Like, you know, my family up until recently, like, was kind of a mystery. Like I've never, and I've never asked either. I've never bothered asking my dad anything about our Well, family. I guess... I, I, it wasn't handed down. The interest wasn't handed down to you. Like there, I. Yeah. No, and. I don't know. It, again, different dynamics. No, entirely. I mean, in all honesty, if what I know about my family, if I didn't have that, my life probably wouldn't be that much different. Yeah. So in reality, I mean, it's semantics, I guess. Is well, it's it's always interesting because while I feel like you and Bailey really identify yourself, um sort of as like your family you know mm -hmm. what i mean like mm -hmm. you guys are millers right yeah. like there isn't that 
for the Wizen. Like there, there's no like. Which oh, is funny. You're but, a Wizenfell, and I say it all the time. But what's funny about that is like you're an actual pure Wizenfell, and like you're blood by blood, you're a Wizenfells. Yeah, we're not technically. I mean, we well, should. We. I mean, such I'm a saying name is Miller too. You know. Yeah, but I'm saying, but like, what I, what this I mean, is not a name that was handed down to us by blood. What I mean is that it, we we should be a. Depends who you ask, either a Hankins or a Sanders. Yeah, I mean it's it's there's an adoption well, at one point. What I that, meant, what I meant is that I'm saying I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying it's ironic is, that you don't give a. I mean, you essentially don't really. It doesn't really matter to you too much. Yeah. Well, what I guess what I was going to say about that was that to you guys, you guys identify like your guys's family and your closeness is part of your identity. Mm-hmm. Like you're a Miller. Like you look at your cousin Rodney. <laughs> we need to get like, him on the show, by the way. Sometime. Oh, we should, man. It's fucking hilarious. I mean. I think that your family members are even a part of your identity. Whereas me, like I've always, I've always sort of just had to like find my own identity. Like you got your music from your dad. Yeah. Like my family doesn't do music. Like my mom played, but never when I was a kid, like she played and she wasn't the one who like, here, Rhett, you should play the drums or anything like that. I played the drums because I wanted to like, Hang out with girls in band, in high in middle school. Instead, <laughs> so you got to hang out with me. Fooled <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you. And like, I just don't feel like anything that I'm really interested in, or anything that is what you guys would identify as Rhett Weisenfels, like I inherited from my family in any way. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I get that though. I mean, it is what it is. I don't mean it's bad. I just mean to shed some light on. Uh, no, no, no. It's it all comes down to it's just, I guess semantic. It's just different. It's just different dynamics. Essentially, yeah. we all get to the same place, just different ways. I guess I don't know. Yep. I am about ready to pass out, man. I still got to drive home. So yeah, no, there's another. We got to think of we got to think of what to call this uh, sub podcast. Like dual taints burning the midnight oil. That's what the show can be. I used about. to have a blog. <laughs> What, what? Called Sad Ghost and the Midnight Alarm. You call it Sad Sasquatch. The idea was that Sad Ghost and the Midnight Alarm were two people. One's name was Sad Ghost, the other one was Midnight Alarm. Which one am I? <laughs> you tell me. I don't fucking know. I, I'd probably be Sad Ghost. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I feel like I'm Midnight Alarm, but... Alright. This has been another... A inaugural edition of Sad Ghost and Midnight Alarm. <laughs> we don't have to call it that, though. Oh. If you don't like it, just say so. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I know you don't. don't Let's care. talk about it later. <laughs> okay, we'll figure it out later. Uh, first edition of yet-to-be-named sub-podcast, Ideal Tains. <laughs>